Okay, this is a very, very exciting day for me right now because I just got earlier a, I keep wanting to say microwave stand. Okay, a microphone stand. So if you, I, I guess no one's ever seen me record a podcast unless you've been on the podcast. But um, <laughs> for anyone who's been on the podcast, you know that basically I have two microphones and neither of them have a stand. So you basically just like hold it. Um, up to your mouth while you're talking, it's kind of taxing to hold a microphone the whole time because number one, it's kind of heavy. These microphones are like very heavy duty, professional quality microphones. I'm just going to move this down a little bit. And the other thing is that it kind of like the cord would sometimes rattle like that um, when I was like moving my hands around and stuff. And I always felt like I could hear that in the audio. I don't know if you guys could hear it at all, but um, already having this stand, this is like so much better. Whoa, I just went really close to it. I'm just trying to find the right placement for it here because I like to kind of slouch down and sit super comfy in my chair. And so um, I had to maneuver this in a very awkward way, but I think we're all set up and we are ready to go. And I am just man, this is game changing for the podcast. This stand was literally like $25 and it might be the best $25 I have spent in a long time. So this is awesome. I'm very excited about this. Uh, I'll probably end up getting another stand actually so that my guests can also have this amazing experience. Um, but yeah, hello, welcome back to the podcast. I am Liv and this is Life Chats with Liv B. I'm just going to get a quick drink of water. Oh man, what a day. What a week. Okay, so as you know, the podcast is late again. Um, and if you listened to last week's episode all about how to deal with a change in routine, then you will know that I brought a nine-week-old puppy back from a vacation. Uh, yeah, all the details are in that episode if you guys want to go listen to it. But that happened, and it's been a hectic two weeks. And it's been a hectic last few days too. Very sleep deprived. I feel like puppies are kind of similar as babies in an, a way in the first couple of weeks because you have to get up multiple times throughout the night, either because they're crying or they won't settle down or they want to go out to the bathroom. And so, yeah, we haven't really been getting the best sleeps. So I'm quite sleep deprived. Luckily, I work from home, so that's good. I don't have to like be at an office and I can take breaks when I need to. So I'm not complaining like it's totally I'm totally set up in the best situation to be sleep deprived. But I have to say it does make trying to get anything else done really, really difficult and having to watch a puppy as much as you have to watch them if you want to avoid your house getting chewed apart and everything getting peed on, um, then you have to be very diligent with watching them. And that also makes things, getting things done really difficult. So yeah, it's been a wild couple weeks. Um, also having two dogs is just like uh, complete chaos. If you guys want to follow along their adventures uh, on Instagram, it is at Willa and Hazel, W-I-L-L-A-A-N-D-H-A-Z-E-L. And we're posting a bunch on their account because we didn't take tons and tons of photos of Willow when she was a puppy and we regret it so much because now she's just big and we don't really remember what it was like when she was a tiny baby. 
so we're trying to take lots and lots of photos of Hayes as a baby um, with Willa so we can see once they're both big, like how small she really was. So we're taking lots of photos and posting them. So if you guys want to follow along our two crazy dogs, um, the photos are actually getting a lot better quality too. So I'm actually quite proud of this account. So if you want to go follow them, uh, that would be awesome. And we would love to have you. Also, if anybody doesn't follow me on Instagram, you definitely should be following me because I post about when I post new videos, I post things about zero waste, I post stuff about my dogs, I post stuff about my life, my boyfriend, I just kind of, I do it all on Instagram and my Instagram is at itslivbitslivb. Okay, that is enough shameless self-promo for right now. Um, so today I am doing a highly requested episode whenever I ask what kind of topics people want to see lately. I get an overwhelming amount of people wanting me to talk about SAD. So SAD is an acronym for Seasonal Affective Disorder, which basically, okay, I don't want to get this wrong, but basically it is... Um, I guess it's kind of used interchangeably with seasonal depression. It's kind of the way people, some people feel when um, the weather starts to get colder, the days start to get shorter, and um, it's just dark a lot more. And in Canada, we definitely experience um, quite short days, even where I live up north. Like I'm pretty sure they have sometimes like 24 hours of darkness, which I don't even know how that works. Um, I should really research that because that sounds so scary. But anyway, um, so we have usually in the winter, it doesn't get light in the morning until like close to 8 a.m. And then it starts getting like pitch black around like 4.30 in the afternoon. So we have quite short days. And there's some people who literally like go to bed when it's dark and then wake up when it's dark and they go to work when it's dark. And then when they leave work, it's dark. And the whole time that they're at work, it's light out, but when, you know, all of the times that they're not working, um, it's pitch black and it's cold and it's winter. And so as you can imagine, that probably leads to a lot of people feeling really depressed and that can trigger depression for a lot of people. But even in the fall, once the summer ends and the, um, fall equinox happens and, you know, the days start getting shorter again, I feel like it can really, really, affect people's moods. And it's something that I think you deal with a lot in colder climates. But I mean, honestly, like this, sometimes it's still kind of warm in the fall, but when it just starts getting dark or the weather just starts getting a little bit worse, even if it's not super cold, it does do something to your mood that is very, very noticeable. So this was a highly, highly requested topic. And I do have a lot to say about this. I have, I'm going to go deep on this topic today. Um, not in a scientific way because I don't know anything scientifically about the brain, although I did learn something cool about the brain yesterday, um, at an event and I'll talk about that, but, uh, this isn't going to be super scientific, but I just do have a lot of thoughts on this issue. I have thought about it for a long time. I've dealt with it myself for a long time and yeah, so we're going to get right into that. Um, but I thought that I would just update you guys that yesterday I went to an event that was kind of like a, um, I guess you call it like a female empowerment event. And there was some speakers and like motivational speakers. And it was just overall like a very um, uplifting and motivating and empowering event for women. And one of the people who was speaking there, her name is Dr. Mallory, and she 
talked a lot about anxiety and um, her insights on it and all of the stuff she was talking about. I took so many notes because it was honestly so helpful. And some of the stuff was stuff that I haven't thought about a ton. So it was actually really cool to hear what she had to say. Um, and then beside her, I'll actually, what's her Instagram? I want to just link it really quick or link it. Uh, this is audio. (laughs) I want to tell you guys what it is. I think it's just Dr. Mallory, but let me check. Yeah. So it's dr period M A L L O R Y. And she, I'm pretty sure she is a naturopathic doctor, but she talks a lot about hormonal balance, but then honestly, she talks even more probably about stress management and um, it says on her bio mindset mastery for the modern woman. And she was so cool. She was so relatable and so like explained things so well, but just had such an amazing outlook on stress, um, stress management, anxiety, like what it is and also how to deal with it. And she just shared so much. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that kind of throughout this episode because um, I think a lot of it is related to feeling more down or more depressed or more anxious in the winter months and when the days start getting shorter. So um, yeah, I'm going to touch on that a little bit. I've got my notebook here. Man, uh, it was kind of dark in there and I'm going to see if I can even make out what I wrote because uh, it's a little bit... um, we're, we're going to have to see. <laughs> so let's talk about, I think actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think you can also kind of like a more mild version of sad or seasonal depression is um, the winter blues. And that's kind of like, I feel like that's a less intense version. And I feel like that's kind of what I experienced. I've never been in like a full on depressive state. I think what I've experienced is really just like the winter blues, just being really affected by how much darkness there is and how, um, I don't know how everything's just worse when you're like cooped up inside and you don't see a lot of daylight. When I was younger, I feel like it didn't affect me as much because when you're a kid, like you go outside in the snow and play all the time and it doesn't really ever feel like you're cooped up. But I feel like as an adult, we don't really go out and play in the snow as much and the snow just kind of becomes a burden, especially if you have a house and you have to shovel or if you like have a commute to work and it's just always like gross out or it's bad weather, it's bad driving conditions. Like the snow just becomes a burden. And so I think a lot of people end up staying inside in the winter. Maybe you stop exercising as much. Maybe you stop doing the things that you love as much. I don't know. I just, it's all, it, the darkness and cold contributes so much to just feeling like you want to curl up inside and not do anything. And I think it's really hard to like stay motivated and work out or try and achieve your goals or even just try new things in the winter and when it's dark all the time. And I think that that is kind of a huge contributor to this winter blues phenomenon. So I just want to read a little definition here to see if I got this right. (laughs) So it says seasonal affective disorder is a mood disorder subset in which people who have normal mental health throughout most of the year exhibit depressive symptoms at the same time each year, more commonly in winter. 
Common symptoms include sleeping too much, having little or no energy, and overeating. SAD is a type of major depressive disorder, and sufferers may exhibit any of the associated symptoms, such as feelings of hopelessness and worthlessness, loss of interest in activities, withdrawal from social interaction, sleep and appetite problems, difficulty with concentrating and making decisions, lack of energy, or agitation. Okay, honestly, I definitely have experienced pretty much all of those things. Um, last winter, I just remember, and I was in an apartment and so was Greg. So, I mean, feeling cooped up, like it was a smaller space, but I definitely think that I felt very like closed off and I didn't want to go out and do anything. We just ended up going to bed early and sleeping in later because it was dark. So like, what else are you going to do? Um, we didn't really hang out with friends that much. And overall, I just felt like I really didn't have that much energy, but then, um, if you guys listened to the podcast back then, you'll probably remember I had an episode, I think it was like the second one about how to like stay motivated in the winter. And I talked about how we started working out and we started meal prepping and those things actually really, really helped. Like those two things, making sure that I was feeding myself food that not only was good for me, but also stuff that I really liked. And then also making time to exercise in the mornings helped so much with that kind of cooped up feeling. And so I think that that was something that really, really helped me last winter. And it's hopefully going to be something that I can do again this winter. I haven't really been able to go to the gym that much since we've gotten Hazel. Um, we have been walking them outside and like playing outside and stuff, but Hopefully in the winter, I'll be able to go and do cardio indoors at the gym because we live quite close to a gym. So um, yeah. Okay. So I think the first thing that I want to talk about is making sure that you are nourishing yourself with food that is not only good for you, but food that you enjoy as well. Something that I absolutely love doing is making cozy comfort food, especially in the winter. So I love making like plant-based chili, mac and cheese, cornbread, stews, soups, just really hearty things like pastas, baking things like loaves and brownies and cookies and just like all the fun, good comfort food things. We got an instant pot last year and I love making like instant pot stews and instant pot pastas. Um, it just feels so cozy and, you know, I always slip the veggies in there and, you know, make it as healthy as I can, but it's also stuff that I really do enjoy eating and that feels really good to eat in the winter when it's cold. When it is like cold at, and dark at 5 p.m. and you sit down on the couch with your favorite movie and a bowl of pasta, honestly, everything just feels right in the world for a little while and you really don't seem to care what it's doing outside. So making sure that you are taking the time to cook for yourself also, cooking for yourself in the winter is just so good because then you don't have to venture out in bad weather. Um, but yeah, setting aside time to take care of yourself by feeding yourself properly and enough and food that you love is really helpful. And if you guys are interested in some winter recipes, I will be posting, well, I have in the past obviously posted tons of winter recipes, like cozy comfort food recipes, but I will also be posting more this winter. Please definitely go follow my YouTube channel. It's just live B L I V B. Okay. And then the second part is working out. So I cannot stress enough how much this helped. I think I've already talked about how much it helped, but getting your kind of like energy flowing and like your blood pumping in the morning, especially will honestly set you up for such a better mindset for the rest of the day. 
even if you go to the gym and you put on a podcast, it doesn't have to be mine, but you know, that would be great. Uh, or you, you know, have an audiobook, you bring your phone or your uh, iPad and watch your favorite TV show and you're on the treadmill jogging or walking. Even just doing that is going to benefit you so much. You don't have to go and do like some crazy workout routine, but if it is bad weather or too dark when you want to work out um, where you live, just don't make excuses. Get a gym membership or find a way to somehow get movement indoors. Maybe go to an exercise class, go to yoga. Moving your body multiple times a week will help so much. I know it's kind of like the last thing you want to do when it's gross out and all you want to do is curl up in a ball and eat mac and cheese. You can still do that. But if you work out in the morning, your day is going to be so much better and you are going to feel so much less cooped up and so much more motivated for your life. I promise. Like it's just, it's science. There's studies on this guys. Just trust me. Uh, Moving your body. You can like turn on your laptop, turn on like a 10 minute abs video or like there are so many online workout things. Get yourself like a kettlebell or something. Just anything to get yourself moving is amazing. And something that I actually do like about where we live, we do get quite a lot of snow, but we also have lots of days in the winter that are sunny and when the snow melts so you can actually walk outside and I used to love even on the coldest coldest days like minus 20 degrees celsius days I would love getting all bundled up and going for a walk at sunrise and sunrise in the winter is not that early so it's quite doable to actually get up and go for a walk um, for sunrise and we used to just kind of walk down the hill to wherever we could finally see the sun peeking up over the horizon and it was amazing like the only part of my body that was exposed would be like a little strip of where my eyes are and then I'd have like a hat and a winter coat and sweaters and like big socks and boots and mittens and everything but yeah, getting out and breathing in the fresh air and like the super crisp cold air and then also seeing the sun come up. Those were like the best days of the whole winter. And I took a picture most of the time because I didn't want to forget them. And now whenever I go back and look at those photos, I'm just reminded at how beautiful it was when the sun would be reflecting off all the little like sparkly particles of snow or, you know, you would see people out with their dogs. It's just so motivating to be able to go outside if it is nice weather. Yeah, last winter was kind of the first winter that I kept up some sort of physical movement throughout the winter and I definitely noticed that I felt the symptoms of sad or symptoms of seasonal depression a little bit less than I had in previous years. So yeah, eating right and working out eating good and working out, we'll say eating good, (laughs) eating good and working out um, are kind of like the two very basic main things that I suggest if you are looking to kind of stay motivated and try and beat the winter blues. Um, Okay, so before I talk about the next thing, little disclaimer, I'm not saying here at all that you can think your way out of depression or think your way out of anxiety. So I don't want anyone to think that, you know, if you have depression and you require medication, that these kind of like positive thinking tips are going to help you. But I mean, they they might help you, but they're not going to cure you. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. I definitely don't think that this is like a cure all, but 
you know, talking about positivity is kind of my thing. And um, talking about how your thoughts create your reality is also something that I love doing. So yeah, I want to um, read a little, th- a couple of things that um, I heard at the event yesterday that really stuck with me. The first thing, this has just no context at all, but here we go. <laughs> when you give the power to your environment to determine your mood or mental state, you give away your power every time. And I thought about myself in past years and how I would literally be in a bad mood because it was, you know, dark at 5 p.m. and I was feeling gross and I wasn't working out and wasn't doing all the things I loved. And I would say like, well, I'm in a bad mood because it's dark out and it's gross and I'm tired of winter and I hate living here. And so I'm in a bad mood. And I would basically allow those circumstances or that environment to determine my mood. So yeah, something to remember, I think, especially with the winter blues is you honestly can choose to be happy and can choose to enjoy yourself and enjoy your life during the winter months. You don't have to let you know, the shorter days or the darkness or the coldness make you a bitter, unhappy person. You can choose to focus on positive things or all the good things in your life. Doesn't mean you have to find the good in short days and, you know, cold weather, but you can find the good in lots of other things in your life because there are lots of things that are not influenced at all by the weather or how dark it is. Um, So yeah, you can kind of choose to be happy despite those circumstances. And that is a really powerful thing because that means that you are kind of owning your power and realizing your power to not let crappy circumstances determine how you're feeling. Another thing that um, Dr. Mallory was saying was um, she was talking about this with anxiety, but I think it can kind of, I think you can kind of replace this with other feelings as well. So something that she said about anxiety was, when people say, I am anxious, she was like, you are not anxious. You are experiencing anxious feelings or you are experiencing anxiety, but you are not anxious. Anxious is not who you are. And she was saying that language is so important um, because it actually causes deeper things to happen in your brain. So I'm probably going to butcher this, but she basically said your brain has like two sections and the front one, I think is called the cortex oh it might not be but anyway that's the part that responds to like language and stimuli and stuff so that's the part that when you say I am anxious like that's where that language goes to and then that part causes the deeper inside part of your brain which controls like emotions and feeling and all of that so let's say you say I am anxious that can actually cause the inside of your brain to start releasing cortisol, which is the stress hormone, which actually makes you feel stressed. So she was saying like language is really important because if you frame it in a different way, like if you don't say I am anxious, but you say I am experiencing anxiety, well, then she said, okay, so if you're just experiencing anxiety, then you can ask yourself, can I be with this? If it's not you, if you are not anxiety, then can you be with anxiety? It's kind of like anxiety is, you know, like living in the apartment next door. Can you coexist with it? Like you are not it. So 
can you be okay with experiencing it right now? And I absolutely loved that because I just loved kind of the reframing of the story you tell yourself about that. So same with like feeling unmotivated. You can say like, I am unmotivated, but you're not unmotivated. You are experiencing feeling unmotivated. And so it's like, okay, well, if I'm just experiencing this feeling, can I be okay with that? Like, am I, am I still okay? And it kind of separates it. It doesn't make you feel like there's something wrong with you. It kind of separates it and puts it outside of you. And you can almost look at it as its own entity. It's here with me and I'm experiencing it. Can I be okay with that? Like, it's not my whole world. It's not everything in my life. It's just this one feeling that I'm experiencing. And that for me really put it into a really cool context and made it seem a lot smaller and made it seem a lot more manageable and a lot easier to kind of compartmentalize and deal with. Changing the language that you use is a really cool way to separate yourself from it and it hopefully will be more helpful than saying I am anxious and feeling like there's you know something wrong with you and it's something that's like really big and hard to deal with really trying your very very best to look at things from a broader perspective and realize that not everything is the end of the world and these couple like four whatever um winter months where you do experience feelings of anxiety or depression or sadness it's not like it doesn't have to be the end of the world for those four months. Um, you can look at things from a broader perspective and realize that you are experiencing these feelings, but can you be okay with that? And can you still, you know, look for positive things in your life? And can you still try your best to overcome those things? Like, are you ready to kind of do the, the work or do the things you need to do to feel better? Um, okay, moving on from that. A question that one of the speakers asked yesterday, what do you do when you're well? So for people who kind of experience periods in their life where they feel unwell, whether you're sick or whether you are mentally sick, what do you do when you're well? Let's say when I am well, actually, I'll just, you know, we don't have to give an example. I'll give you my real deal example. When I am well, Everybody knows that I am feeling my best and that I am mentally like in a really good place when I am cooking a lot, when I'm creating recipes, when I am like working out, um, when I'm doing yoga or meditating, when I am listening to music, when I am reading or writing or doing creative things or um, going out and hanging out with friends when I'm being social those are all things that I do when I am well and when I'm in a good place mentally. A lot of people, I think, who experience sad or the winter blues tend to let the things that they normally do when they're well or in the summer or in the spring or whenever, they let those things fall by the wayside. So maybe you're not working out or you're not cooking as much anymore or you're not doing creative things or going out and seeing friends. Something that I think is really cool to think about is can you make a list of things that you do when you're well or that you do when you're in a good place mentally and when you are feeling um, the effects of seasonal depression or the winter blues, can you refer to that list and check in with yourself and say, did I do these things? Probably the majority of the time, the answer is going to be no. And maybe that's why you're not feeling so hot. Like maybe it's, I well, definitely it's kind of a vicious cycle. It's like, 
the days get shorter, the weather gets colder. So you kind of stop doing this and you stop doing that. And then because you stop doing this and that, you start feeling crappy and you start feeling sad and you start feeling not like yourself. And then you get into a rut, you know, in order to get out of the rut, maybe you need to go do those things, but because it's cold and dark, you don't want to do those things. So you know what I mean? It's like a very, um, very vicious cycle. I think that this year I'm definitely going to make a list of all the things that I am currently doing or that I do when I'm in a good mental state and when I am well And then on the days in the winter when I am feeling pretty bummed out and low, I'm going to look at that list and I'm going to say, when was the last time I did X? Like when was the last time I tried a new recipe or when was the last time I wrote something? When was the last time I worked out? When was the last time I showered? (laughs) Like all of these things, you can kind of go through your checklist. And I have a hunch that doing the things that you normally do when you are well, um, will really feel like a pick me up. It's kind of like you have to remind yourself. I think when you get into that state of like feeling in a rut or feeling sad, you have to remind yourself of all the things that you used to love doing. And most of the time in the moment, you don't really feel like doing those things. It's kind of like the last thing you want to do, but pushing yourself to do at least one of them will kind of get the ball rolling and hopefully, make you start remembering how good it feels to be well and to be in a good place mentally and um, to love doing all the things that you love doing. I feel like, I mean, honestly, we'll be real. The winter does kind of suck, but also there are some really awesome things about winter. Uh, Winter fashion is pretty cute, especially if you get a really cute winter jacket. I found one last year. Well, actually, my parents got it for me for Christmas, but I found a brand last year called Save the Duck, and it is like vegan down. So instead of feathers, it's like some sort of vegan synthetic material, Um, but it's like this long kind of shiny black coat, and every time I wear it, I just feel so fancy and awesome. Um, So yeah, winter fashion. Also, toques and mittens are my favorite thing ever. Also, giant blanket scarves. Also, The winter kind of gives you an excuse to binge all new TV shows. And if you're looking for one to watch, you should watch Parks and Recreation because I just finished it and I already want to restart it for the third time because I love it so much and it's such a good show and it's so funny. You know, you can just make yourself a big bowl of mac and cheese and sit on the couch and not feel guilty for watching a bunch of TV, provided you have already done some nice things for yourself uh, that day, like maybe worked out or read a book or something. But watching more TV in the winter is kind of just a given, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Also, winter is kind of a fun time if you have pets. Dogs in the snow is like the best thing ever, and we only had Willa for a short while last year while it was snowy, so I'm so excited to have two dogs experience the snow full on this year. It's going to be actually amazing. And uh, yeah, something that Greg and I realized when we were in Banff and we just saw everyone had like really good quality cold weather gear and everyone was just dressed for the weather all the time. I feel like a problem where we live in Nova Scotia is that a lot of people don't dress for the weather or don't know how to dress for the weather. But if you have enough like layers and enough good quality cold weather gear going out in the winter is not actually that bad like if you're not freezing your ass off the snow actually isn't that bad and being out in the winter is actually kind of fun the winter honestly like yes it gets dark early and it's cold and you know sometimes you get blizzards 
but also I don't know. There's something really cozy and nice about winter as well. If you choose to look on the positive side of things. Also, you can burn candles. You can get like warm, spicy diffuser oils. Your house will probably always smell like soup and grilled cheese and like meatballs. I don't know. I actually turned some Beyond Meat burger patties into meatballs the other day and it worked amazing. So I'm going to be making like sweet and sour meatballs and Swedish meatballs and stuff this year. I'm very excited. But yeah, there's so many good things about winter. And if anything, the food is just the best. I honestly don't like summer food. Like barbecues are kind of okay, but I don't really like salads. I guess smoothies are fine, but fall and winter foods are just the best. Like all the root vegetables and the baked goods. Oh, food just gets so much better in the winters. Um, okay, so I'm going to stop rambling. I have to go save Greg from our dog daughters because he's out there watching them and uh, I can hear things getting a little hectic. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I hope it was what you are looking for and I hope it was helpful. If you have any requests for future episodes, whoa, I just like did not know how to say that. If you have any requests for future episodes, send them my way. You can DM me on Instagram. You can send me an email. Um, I would love to hear all of your requests. So send them my way. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I am at it's live B and on YouTube live B L I V B. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you guys are having an amazing day wherever in the world you are. And I will talk to you all in next week's episode. Bye guys.